Hello and welcome to this podcast associated with the April issue of the American Journal of Public Health. As every April, our issue is related to National Public Health Week and within the week to ways of creating bridges across public health actors. These actors must share at least two values, that science should drive public health policy and that public health is a common good. The COVID-19 pandemic has projected a new light on public health, and despite the small vociferous group which has been attacking public health officials, hundreds of millions of Americans have voted with their arms getting one or several vaccine shots. Public health is now part of the political conversation, but everyone does not understand it the same way. Hence, the idea of interviewing Governor John Kasich, former governor of Ohio, who has been promoting a greater attention to public health, and asking him what public health is for him. Here's the interview. Thank you very much for accepting to be on this interview with the American Journal of Public Health. I'm Alfredo Morabi. I'm the editor-in-chief of the journal. And I was really intrigued the other day when I heard you in a webinar talking about public health and how the public understood what public health was. So I wanted to ask you, what for you, what does public health mean? Well, it's really pretty simple. It's to do the things in the community that keeps the community healthy. It can range from many different areas, which is, I think, a lot of people don't understand. You know, it's, it's, it's vaccinations, it's making sure that our, our restaurants are, are good and clean. It has to do with keeping an eye out so that everything that affects the health of the community is being looked after, hopefully nothing left out. And so it's, it's a broad range and something, though, that is so important that at times we take for granted. Absolutely. And I think uh, we, we, I would have exactly the same definition. And so why do you think that a lot of people don't understand what public health is? You know, I, I'm not sure anybody's ever been has ever been educated about it. I mean, we don't hear anybody talking about it. We don't have anybody articulating what it really means and why it's important. So it's just sort of like a term, but it's a term without a definition. And if you don't tell people what, what something is, they can gloss over it. And it's not their fault. It's, the, it's really the fault of those people who are connected to public health. And I'm not blaming the people who sort of run public health. I think it's the community at large does not talk much about it. When you go up to a place like Flint and you see the problem with the water, then all of a sudden, aha, now we begin to really understand public health. So, you know, the interesting thing about it, as long as public health is working, we don't pay much attention. It's only when it doesn't work that we pay attention. Now, the problem with that is it's not always funded to the amount of money that is needed for public health officials to carry out their mandate. And so that's why it's important that, uh, that we have come out with a report that begins to emphasize what public health is, health equity, all the things connected to it, so that we can be in a position of making an effort to make sure that we can always mount enough resources to be able to enable the folks who, you know, get up and they're sort of the 
quiet heroes in our communities be able to do their job. So many people seem to think that public health is actually health care for the poor. And they don't make the difference really between medicine and public health as you define it. So how would you suggest we should provide an explanation to say that medicine is something and public health is something different? Well, I think it's really in the areas where the public intersects with the public health community. You know, we have to have a, a plan to be able to explain to people what we're about. And it's most important, in my opinion, that that comes from the bottom up so that, you know, if you have street festivals, for example, why are public health people ought to be manning booths uh, with volunteers who can talk to the public, maybe offer them some services that, uh, that public health has, you know, has a, is expertise in to show people exactly what it is and why it matters. Because I think if we can drive this thing from the bottom up, if we can show people how important these officials are, then I think people will have an appreciation. I think they'll very much like and appreciate public health officials do. So I think it's bottom up, and I think it's also for public health officials and their advocates to also begin to get farther up the food chain into places like legislatures and, of course, into Washington, into Congress. And it's just, it's a massive undertaking because it, nobody's done this before, but it's, it'd be a fun challenge. It's a fun thing to be able to do to explain to people how you and your families are, are kept safe by public officials who get up every day and figure out how we can have safe communities. Do you think the name public health is a problem in itself? It should be named differently because the opposite of public health is private health. So do you think we should use a different term or because of its history, we should keep the same? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, haven't, I don't think it's always in the, the problem is not so much in the name. It's the definition, how we define it. Mm -hmm. We need to do a better job of defining what it is for people. And again, you know, we have a, in my own hometown, there's usually a, a Friday afternoon where just tremendous numbers of families go into the center city. And that's ought to be a place where, uh, you know, people get told about what public health people do in an interesting way. Perhaps we should once a year have a public health day where people can hear about it. But it's like it's just been very quiet. And I think it really reflects the service of people who are in public health because they're not out there bragging about what they do. They're just trying to do their job in a quiet and effective way. But maybe we have to be a little more, we got to be, like we may, might need to be louder. And it, traditionally, uh, I mean, in this country, public health has been the prerogative of the states and not so much uh, of the federal administration. Do you think this is something that should change, that we should have a stronger federal? No, no, I, I don't. I don't think so at all. I don't. If you take a look at the way the federal government is functioning today, I don't think we want to say, oh, things would get better if we just turned it over to them. No, I think that... Uh, that it is a basically a fundamental local issue. And uh, what we need out of the federal government is that it be a priority for funding, you know, that there's resources available combined with you know, resources at the, at the state and the local level, and that there be accountability. Because what you don't want to do is to have money sloshing around that you know, people begin to say, well, what a big waste of time, what a big waste of money. 
So I think accountability is very, very important. And I think, you know, the newest report that has come out, uh, there is accountability built into it, which is something I feel strongly about. Here is the problem. The problem we have is that when you just use the term public health, people's eyes glaze over, even decision makers. And yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's always something else that's more urgent that needs to be funded. Well, what you have to do is to make sure you don't have an acute problem in your community. Then all of a sudden, everybody, oh my goodness, we need to do something about it. Think about public health as something that is in some sense preventative in nature. And we, we have to give, we have to explain this to a lot of the decision makers so that they get it. And they can say, look, when we're doing our budgets, we just have to make sure we do it. I mean, when people buy insurance, you know, nobody's running around talking about, you know, hey, I bought my insurance today, right? But when you have a problem, the first thing you do is to go to your your files and, and take a look at your insurance provisions, right? And then if you didn't properly insure something, it's a disaster. And if you do, there's a sense of, well, okay, I, I did my job the right way. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of that in terms of public health, but it has to become more of a priority. In other words, carve out, you don't stop paying your insurance any more than we should reduce the funding for something which fundamentally is like insurance called public health. If that makes sense to you. Absolutely. That's a great analogy, actually. It's very convincing. And this uh, leads me to think, you know, that uh, currently, instead of prevention, we use the medical care and emergency center, you know, as the the first response uh, when we have problems. And there is, uh, you know, billions of dollars that are lost into, you know, wasted into medical care without any benefit for the patient. Do you think that some of that money should be reinvested in prevention and public health? Well, I don't, I don't know. That's a, you know, you want to talk about the problems of the United States healthcare system that we could be here for a century and probably <laughs> talk about it and never quite figure it all out. I think it needs to be considered as a priority as, as city councils are doing their budgets, as legislatures are doing their budgets, as the federal government, the Congress begins to do its budget along with the president. You know, they just need to make sure that this area is adequately funded. Are there areas in the government where there's waste? What are you kidding me? I would, I would, uh, I would venture to say, having been budget chairman and governor of the state, There's always areas where you can trim. There's always areas where you can combine. There's always areas where you can have greater efficiencies. The problem is there aren't many people running around saying, oh, my goodness, here, we've got to really make sure we take care of public health. That's the problem. It's it is it's a quiet. It's a quiet area. We just need to explain it better and 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 more emphatically, we need to have our heroes, we need to have our champions, particularly at the local level, you know, and I, I'm hoping that uh, as we head through 2022, it's kind of hard to believe we're in 2022, that, you know, that we'll, we'll have sort of an awakening of what it is that public health is all about. But it starts with the people who deliver it, and their advocates, their volunteers, because we don't want to have a Flint-type situation uh, in anybody's community. How can we do this? You know, you say it's a silent sector, and uh, then you don't think that we should move funds within the medical sector so uh, towards prevention. Well, you mean like in med? I don't know what that means in Medicaid, in Medicare. I don't think so. 
I think it's a separate, I think it's a separate priority and a separate line item. Mm-hmm. But there's monies inside of all budgets that can be moved. In other words, you know, can we spend a little less on X so we can spend more on Y? That's how budgeting works. What are the priorities? What really matters? Does every program work efficiently? But to begin to try to diagnose, well, let's take money away from, I'm not even sure where you're talking about because the federal government's involved in, in Medicaid and Medicare. I mean, we don't need to have a war inside of healthcare in order to have this as a higher priority. In fact, we need partners in the community and in the, both the public and private sector to talk about the fact that this is a a terrific program that has to do with providing the insurance for all of our communities to have safer, cleaner air, safer water, all of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And so what would you say are the major achievements that public health has done over the last 100 or 200 years? So what would you use as an example that you think would be convincing? Clean water, cleaner air. You know, I grew up I grew up in a place as a kid in Pittsburgh where, you know, the factories, the steel mills were belching out these really dangerous material. And I can't tell you the entire history, but I know that the community, without any question, with the urgings from the public health officials, said, we're going to clean this up. And they didn't even go to Washington to get it done. They just said, we're going to have a higher standard in our community. And over a period, a relatively short period of time, Pittsburgh was cleaned up. And if you go and visit Pittsburgh today, mm-hmm. it's a remarkable city. And I think it's because business leaders, community leaders, public health officials all work together to make sure that, that the public is going to be well served. Yeah, absolutely. I visited Pittsburgh not a long time ago. It's a remarkable city. I agree. And what was the well, I role think if you of- look at our food supply, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we see stories here of salmonella or whatever, but we see public health officials on top of it quickly. And uh, so it's it's safer food, it's cleaner restaurants. I mean, I'm not a historian here when it comes to public health, but as a sort of an observer, as a regular old citizen, a person here, I think that that they have contributed, you know, terrifically to, uh, I'm sure that our schools are in a better shape are safer than they, they would have been before. Uh, I mean, everything has represented some progress because of an awareness and, and also uh, an effort to try to promote safety for our, for our citizens. And what would you say would be the main goal for public health in the coming uh, years? What we sh- should we have as objectives that could rally uh, the people around us? But we look around today and we see the pandemic and many people are going to ask the question, as long as it at some point it'll recover from the politicization we see of it. But at some point, people are going to say, were there things we could have done or the things we could have done sooner? It's almost like, again, back to Flint. Are there things we could have detected earlier? I think that the, the ability to talk about the, the gains, as you mentioned earlier, what have been the historic gains? What are the goals that are be set locally to improve things where we are and to communicate those in creative ways? You know, this does not have to be boring. There are ways in which uh, people who are creative can come in and capture the imagination of people as to how we can continue to make progress so that we don't have outbreaks, so that we do have cleaner water. I mean, these are people are aware of the obviously the pandemic, but they're also 
increasingly uh, conscious about how the environment is, that we want a cleaner environment. We want cleaner air. We want cleaner water. That's good for everybody. You know? So I think the goal has to be to continue to up our game and to provide excellence. And one aspect of public health is that uh, it needs to be all-inclusive to be effective. I mean, it cannot uh, act on separate, divide the population and select some groups on which it acts and other not. So how do you think that the role of uh, reducing uh, inequities of public health is important? Well, I think well, health equity is a growing uh, concern. And one of the things that we see in business today is a, an area called ESG, environmental, social, and governance. And I notice that there are more businesses that are aware of the fact that we have to deal with the problem of health equity, uh, of food deserts, things like that, where we have groups of, of our fellow citizens who we have to be concerned about, who are not getting the same kind of treatment, the same kind of good conditions that we have in areas where people seem to have more power. So there has to be a concerted effort to make sure that there is some equalization and, uh, and it has to be a priority so that we don't have patches of areas where people just are not being treated as important citizens, important part of our communities. But in most other countries, this is done by a central, you know, minister, ministry of health. I mean, there is some federal or, or central governmental uh, authority to, to lead this change. And, and yeah, what do you think? Well, I don't want to live in any other country. I mean, we, we look at other countries and some of them that we might point to are just a fraction of the size of the United States. But the idea that I want to turn this over to the federal government is not acceptable to me. I don't like that idea because they haven't demonstrated. They don't. It's a one size fits all often when it comes to the federal government. So that the priorities here should be established, in my opinion, by leaders at the state level, leaders at the local level working together. And the idea that somebody is gonna swoop in from Washington and they're gonna care about me more than the people that I see at the grocery store, I just don't buy it, I don't accept it. The federal government has a role and it's fundamentally some resources. It could also be around some, some basic goals, but I don't wanna turn public health over to Washington because then we'll be back here in 10 years talking about how we have a one-size-fits-all that doesn't work. It's, it's a philosophical difference. But I'm, uh, as being a, a former legislator, a former governor, a former congressman, I can see how the roles work. And giving it more power to Washington doesn't make sense to me. I understand. And one one question that is also related to, to the, the role of the federal government, but what about the dashboard, the data dashboard, the, the tracking of uh, the infections, of the, you know, the food insecurity, et cetera. Aren't these things, yeah, you I know, think the, the role of the government? I think, yeah. yeah, I think the federal government's in a position to set some standards and to, and to take a look at places where there is, you know, egregious violations or, or goals that are not being met. Yeah, I think that's, that's appropriate. But to turn it over to them to, to solve it all, to fix it all, those people, you know, they don't even know what time zone Ohio is in. So I don't know why we keep thinking the federal government's going to do one such a great job when they can't seem to get out of their own way on the, the, the situations they have today. 
government has it is there anything else you would like to add? I don't want to take too much of your time as you requested. And well, I, I think what's important is that we're all in this together. And I think it's really about finding people who are who can become advocates for public health and and to turn them into important folks in our in our various levels of government. A congressman who goes to work and says we need to make sure that public health is taken care of. A, in a real way, a member of the legislature who says how important it is, people at the city council level who say, how are we doing on public health? And to reward those people for their interest and for the efforts that they make. Right now, if I were to try to go and recruit members of the legislature and get them interested in public health, it'd be real work. However, if all of a sudden, because they were great advocates of public health, they began to make a name for themselves. They began to make a difference in the lives of people and were recognized for it. I think you then have a winner. And that's what I think we should focus on. Yeah, that, that, that's a great idea. Thank you very much. And uh, hey, I enjoyed I, it. And, you know, I'll continue to stay engaged in this stuff. Thank you. And uh, I'll contact you again. It was a pleasure to discuss with you, Darren Kazik. And again, thank you for your time. Yes, sir. Thank you, and uh, thanks for considering me. All right. What an interesting conversation. Governor Kasich views public health as an intervention to promote health and prevent disease that takes place at the population or community level. Governor Kasich thinks that public health lacks visibility because public health officials do their work modestly and as long as there are no disasters, their constituencies don't realize that this is because of the behind-the-scenes work. Governor Kasich proposes to frame public health as a collective health insurance. People pay their dues with the future perspective in mind. And he predicts that policymakers who will be able to profile themselves creatively as the promoters of public health can be successfully elected. There's lots of wisdom in these ideas. The music is a paraphrase by Francis Jacob of a famous rock song about Ohio. For more podcasts and video podcasts, please visit us at ajph.org or on your podcast app and on the AJPH channel on YouTube. This is Alfredo Morabia, Editor-in-Chief of the American Journal of Public Health.